0: Facebook introduces image rights platform and Facebook may leave Europe over privacy regulations. It's Monday, September 28th, 2020. All of that's coming up along with the week's news quick hits on episode 422 of Brave Bad World. New consumers. New media new strategies. This is Brave Ad World. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 422 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of braveadworld.com, which combines actual insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week or close to it, I take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories are might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wigert and a lot to get through this week. One of the things I won't be talking about is the ongoing saga that is TikTok. Right now, a judge is ruling whether or not TikTok will be banned in the United States starting uh, today. Uh, So I'm just waiting to see how that shakes out because if I talked about it on the podcast, it would be outdated by the time you listen to this. So with that, let's talk about stories that happened that are pretty much wrapped up. All right. First up, Facebook. Uh, So Facebook is rolling out an image rights platform that allows content owners to claim ownership and moderate where content shows up across the Facebook ecosystem, including Instagram. The feature, it would allow a publisher or just a content creator to upload photos to the Facebook rights manager, specify what copyright rules they'd like to apply to it. They can add metadata and then manage where the image shows up, including issuing takedown notices. So should the image show up on and on the unauthorized account, the owner can have it removed in a way that's similar to what's already in place on Facebook for music and video rights, what's already place in place on YouTube. So this news, it, it seems like somewhat inconsequential, but it's actually pretty big, especially on Instagram, which they have this issue with accounts sharing and then resharing the same images in ways that that only sometimes give creators credit through tagging. This is particularly the case for meme accounts, which have come under scrutiny in the past for becoming just wildly popular simply by syndicating the content created by other people. So it's unclear when this feature is going to fully roll out, but the implications for Instagram, they could be significant because it's going to start to emphasize original content once again, so that these creators can avoid takedowns. And I think this is going to hit those meme accounts pretty hard. All right. Let's jump to our next story. And this one, it's another Facebook one. I guess it's a nice change of pace from talking about TikTok now I'm just talking about Facebook all the time. So, so according to Facebook, privacy regulations from European regulators may push Facebook out of the EU altogether. So, Europe's highest court is ending the ability for companies to move data between jurisdictions called this is uh, within a rule called the Privacy Shield and they're they're removing that ability because of a lack of protections against U.S. government surveillance over the data under U.S. law. So that means Facebook would have to discontinue sending data on European users to U.S. data centers. Now, Facebook says that being unable to transfer data would actually disable it from providing Facebook and Instagram services in Europe, and they would have to pull out of Europe and give up 410 million monthly active users in the process. Whoa. Facebook argues that it's being unfairly targeted, and it also argues that it hasn't been given time to respond to the decision. It also says that Ireland's Data Protection Commissioner who is issuing this judgment has too much power over the decision because that role is both responsible for making the decision and then investigating company practices to provide potential solutions. So Facebook's saying like, is also adding on, this is kind of rich, is that it's a tool for freedom of speech that would be missing should it have to leave the EU markets altogether. Okay, let's unpack this because first of all, Facebook won't be withdrawing from Europe. At least any such decision is highly, highly unlikely, I think. It will not be willing to give up its ability to monetize almost half a billion users in those markets. Second, Facebook doesn't have much of a leg to stand on when it comes to being a tool for freedom of speech because it's also proven to be a tool for misinformation. And lastly, this is a, this is Facebook's going to have to do something because this is the second big privacy move in the last month that Facebook has threatened drastic action around. You may remember on the podcast, Apple, eventually they postponed their decision to limit IDFA tracking within the latest release of iOS. But when it was about to be implemented before they postponed that decision, Facebook said it might need to end its audience now advertising network altogether. and Now, since Apple postponed that decision, the audience network is fine, but here we have another situation that's very similar. Clearly, the tides are in favor of a tech ecosystem that protects users' privacy that much more, and that's fundamentally opposed to Facebook's business model. Even though Facebook will probably find a way around this issue too, as it always does. The future is more private, and Facebook is going to need to figure that out. The era of trust in Facebook is long over. There's not much sympathy out there when Facebook says that it can operate or when Facebook says that it's a fundamental tool for democracy. I don't think the general public believes that, and I certainly don't think EU officials believe that. All right. That's it for the week's main story. So now I'm going to hit a bunch of news quick hits where I'm going to hit stories at a high level that happened this week that I didn't discuss earlier. So Quibi, you may remember them. They are exploring, quote, several strategic, unquote, options, including a full-out sale, according to the Wall Street Journal. The short, short-form, short high-quality, mobile-first online video service, it's failed to gain significant ground when it comes to user numbers. But a sale isn't the only move on the table. It could go public through a merger with a special purpose acquisition company, or do another round of funding. Clearly though, Quibi has not taken off as its founders hoped. It, it has had some critical success with its content, but so, you know, there's something there, but for right now, it's just not enough. Users don't really need Quibi in those, for those in-between moments where they're waiting because They're not experiencing those moments, but also, social media and mobile gaming has already filled that gap. Next up, NBC's streaming platform Peacock is now available on Roku after being held up by negotiations since launch. The holdup was around how much of Peacock's ad revenue Roku would be able to sell. However, once NBCU said it would remove its TV Everywhere services from Roku, well, a deal came through, and that gives Peacock access to 100 million Roku users. Instagram Reels has gotten its first major product update since launch. The maximum video length has been increased to 30 seconds up from 10 seconds when it first launched. That was criticized as being too short for most creators. Facebook is removing its 20% rule, which limited the reach of any static ad that was more than 20% text. Now, when it implemented this rule, it started it stated that users disliked text-heavy ads. So, it was protecting the user experience. Now, Facebook is removing that rule, but that doesn't mean user preferences have changed. Even though the ad will reach the same number of people, I'd still keep the text to a minimum. Epic Games is taking their battle with Apple to the next level, and this time they are not alone. Match Group, Spotify, and 10 other companies are joining Epic Games in forming the Coalition for App Fairness. This is a nonprofit aiming to bring regulatory and legal changes to app stores. In particular, the group is initially at least going after Apple's 30% cut in app sales. The group argues that app marketplaces have exploited developers with high commissions and practices that stifle competition. Reddit has new ad inventory tiers that allow advertisers to have greater control over brand safety. Advertisers have the option to exchange reach for brand safety or get reach in exchange for brand safety, depending on whatever tier they choose. So there are three tiers, a limited tier that's very brand safe, but the lowest reach, a standard tier that balances the two out, and an expanded tier with greater inventory, but fewer limitations on where ads will show. Next up, Google announced that it will block election ads after polls close in the United States on November 3rd. This is the opposite approach taken by Facebook, which is not accepting any new ads the week prior to the election, but will let ads run even after the polls close. Google's aim here is to limit the reach of any messaging claiming an outcome before a winner has been declared because that's something we need to be concerned a bit about under President Trump. Speaking of Facebook, its so-called oversight board, an independent group of experts experts in charge of judging what content should be permitted on the platform, will not launch in time for the election. Awesome, despite being announced more than a year ago. And lastly, Amazon is launching Amazon Luna. This is a new video game streaming service that will allow gamers to play games through streaming on their Fire TVs, iOS devices, Macs, or Windows computers, The service will cost $5.99 per month and will include a catalog of games, uh, Resident Evil 7 being among them. Users will not be required to purchase games as they do on Google Stadia. Amazon, you know, they own Twitch. They have a robust cloud computing services. So the announcement, it makes a lot of sense. But Amazon's also entering a very crowded space with xCloud as part of Xbox Game Pass, Sony's PlayStation Now. Like I said, Google has Stadia. There are many others. So this is a pretty crowded landscape. All right, that's it for episode 422 of Brave Ad World. Before I let you go, I always want to hear from you. Send questions, send comments. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like to braveadworld at gmail.com. And if you get a chance, rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or your platform of choice. It helps me know what you think. And it helps others find the podcast. I can be found on Twitter at Twickert. That's T-W-I-E-G-E-R-T. I'm a little quiet on the blog this year because 2020 has just been nuts uh, for, for, the lack of, for the lack of a better way of saying it. So I hope to get back to it once I find a little bit more, a little bit more balance. But in the meantime, you can count on me to keep the podcast going. As always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. For more, check out braveadworld.com.